Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Female Health Podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone for listening to all of the episodes so far. And again, the response has been so great to a lot of the episodes. I'm so appreciative of it. And today I have a really great guest on. It's one of the girl talk episodes that I'm doing where um, someone I have on is going to share their own personal story and give their own insight into their own issues. with regards to a hormonal issue and this just to note is not um, an episode about giving advice this is just someone sharing their own story their own experience and what worked for them uh, so I'm not saying you do exactly what this person did but if you are someone who is going to uh, resonate with this episode yeah this may resonate with you if you are um, a sufferer of what this lady has dealt with so I'm going to go into it what now is this I'm going to introduce her her name is Aoife McDermott and she was a previous endo sufferer or endometrial for endometriosis uh, sufferer but is now not so it's completely resolved she doesn't consider herself as an endo sufferer anymore which is absolutely amazing for anyone who has suffered with endometriosis and to be able to say that I'm sure is a massive um, it's huge because it's a massively debilitating um, condition to deal with so uh, Aoife has an amazing short story to share and um, we've been chatting off air about like her whole condition and her experience with the medical world and gynecologist and what she did herself to um, alleviate her endometriosis and and now be completely pain-free and have a regular period without the pain and the symptoms anymore and it's really really interesting and I hope that you get something from this if you are an endometriosis sufferer have any hormonal conditions and understand that there is so much that you can do with your diet lifestyle and mindset Uh, so I'm going to pass it over to you Aoife you can just introduce yourself a little bit and basically get started with your story because it's such a good one (laughs) okay well thank you very much for having me on this and I'm really excited to share um hopefully even just helping one one of your listeners would be so uh yeah will make my heart burst with this because it's such a it's such an unusual thing for someone to say that they had endometriosis and they don't consider themselves to suffer from it anymore so I am uh, I've done a lot of work um, but it's nothing short of a miracle what happened so I am yeah really excited to share so uh, yeah um, I suppose I'll start that I was uh, suffering greatly yeah with my endometriosis it was incredibly debilitating um, I was taking all sorts of painkillers and um, diphene and preparing the body to bleed um, by taking diphene like one or two days even before I would start uh, my period. Yeah. Um, it was just 
it was just awful. And anyone who has endometriosis knows uh, there's not really that much more to be said. It is uh, horrific, absolutely horrific, the pain. And do you want to actually just, I'm just thinking for people um, who don't have it and just are wondering what is it? Do you mind me just want to say what it is as well? Because uh, yeah. if, if you don't have it, you would never have to even think about it in your life, which is oh. great. But just for people to uh, realize what, what you went through and what it is. Yeah. So endometriosis is, um, I believe they considered it an autoimmune uh, disorder, that it is the buildup of endothelium lining, which is all that lovely stuff uh, inside of your uterus to prepare uh, an egg for attachment. Um, and it's the and that's what, what we bleed at the end of our menstrual cycle. So uh, it's the buildup of endometrium lining in places where it doesn't need to be built, right? So that can be anywhere from like in uh, the fallopian tubes or in the vagina. It can be quite contained within the uterus. It can also be built up outside of the uterus. So on the outside edges, and that kind of creates like a sticking of like fallopian tubes can actually like skew and torque and stick to places that they don't need to be. And then that causes a, a chronic amount of pain that's not, um, not just at your period, right? So you can have chronic pain throughout your entire cycle if things are like stuck to places that they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have it anywhere in the pelvic cavity, actually. Um, I had quite a lot of uh, pain. So I understand that my body was building up a lot of lining in my intestines and and rectum, which is a horrendous place to feel period pain um, because that's what it feels like. Uh, So if all the the, uh, lining is built up in the pelvic cavity or around the uterus or in places that it shouldn't be, um, that's all well and good. The body is just trying to do something and protect you. But when you start to, uh, you know, the, um, the estrogen drops and you start to shed the lining at the end of your cycle, you start to shred, shed that lining everywhere. Yeah. Um, and in the uterus, there is somewhere for it to go and release from. But if it is in the pelvic cavity or in the intestines, um, there's not many places for it to go. So it is just... Um, a horrendously painful experience it's not just in within the uterus it can be in the entire pelvic bowl the pelvic cavity in the intestines um and in yeah the rectum as well which i think this is really it's a really common place to experience the pain yeah because it's so close yeah to, but um oh it is it is so painful uh, and it feels like the only way i can describe it is it's not it is cramps it's, it's horrendously intense cramps, like would make you sweat, would make you keel yeah. over, would make you vomit yeah. uh, cramps. But it's also, in, in my experience, it was really sharp. It felt like knives, like there was not, like there was just someone poking me inside with knives. Um, and that was the cramps I could kind of deal with. Uh, but the knife, the sharp pains was just, it would take your breath away. Yeah, it would... Um, it would make you crumple over and that you'd be afraid to move as well because if you moved even a little bit um it would just it would just stab you again so yeah I, I, it's interrupted so many uh of my life events i remember i was on holiday like just roaming around copenhagen and then it just happened it was like keeling over on the side of a bridge and i was only able to move for maybe 25 minutes oh my gosh um and luckily my best friend knew exactly what was going on and she's like it's okay we'll just chill here it's fine she's just hanging out um but that is a really uncomfortable kind of thing to try and explain 
while having that flair yeah uh, someone didn't if someone wasn't aware of what was going on but like it can hit at any time it doesn't need to um be just around your uh, menstrual uh time yeah it can happen chronically yeah. throughout your period depending on the buildup and depending how what's stuck together and then when it starts to release and it can just release like with movements right um oh yeah it's it's I'm wincing at some of what you said there it sounds so awful that you had to go through that and so debilitating I'm sure like when you're just out and about on a holiday or something and so obviously that like you were then you have to try and get to the bottom of this I guess and you went to I guess GPs and then to gynecologists Mm. and things like that so do you want to talk about that then? Yeah, so I initially tried to, yeah, I knew there was something really wrong, obviously. Uh, so I went to my GP and her her idea to resolve it was to put me on a birth control that uh, would completely, yeah, get me on a birth control. So we decided on um, the Implanon, yeah. which is a little rod that goes in your arm. And it's replaced every three years. And the idea behind that was that if the there was a continuously a continuous supply of hormones, that my uh, I would never have the opportunity to bleed or break through bleed because there's no actual uh, menstruation when we're on birth control, right? So there was no opportunity for my body to bleed. So therefore, I would have uh, no pain for three years. And I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. That sounds amazing. Looking back now, it is absolutely horrendous that this is the option that GPs give you. They're like, oh, let's just cover it up. Um, I just think it's, yeah, it's absolutely horrendous. So that's how they're they're giving us treatment Um, without any any talk or understanding of maybe where it's coming from. I was absolutely delighted uh, to go on that and have the idea, have no pain for three years and just have a regular life. That sounds wonderful. So, off I went um but uh, my body uh, everybody responds differently especially when there's like just a rod of hormones in your arm so my body was still having breakthrough bleeds it was still um having pain it was still as equally as debilitating as it was before but now I had no idea when it was going to happen okay because the bleeds just came whenever they want and they lasted however long they they wanted um I'm not sure what what's the reasoning for that but I uh, didn't delve too much into that but how my body responded I think it's just how it was Mm -hmm. so um yeah so I was getting yeah I was getting really at the end of my tether and um yeah yeah just uh that was that was her treatment for it so I really kind of took it seriously then when I so in 2017 um yeah I was just existing with the breakthrough bleeds and the pain I was like well you know I've looked into it you can't you can't do anything about endometriosis you know you either get your uh, uterus removed as a hysterectomy um or you get pregnant and that's kind of what I just decided that that was that was it um, I know a few older women in my life who had endometriosis and they're like, oh, that pain didn't stop until I got my hysterectomy and oh, God love you, you can get through it, you know, labor will be a breeze and when you're pregnant, it doesn't hurt. Like that was kind of the advice that I was, that was given to me from the older women in my life that I had sought out and, and asked for. So I was like, right, well, I'm just chalk it up to 
that's what I have to that's what I have to live with I can't get rid of it and um this is just the way it's going to be and I think that's a that's a lot of I think that's a lot how a lot of people with endometriosis think yeah Um, so I yeah I I just can yeah so basically I was living with it for quite a long time just just couldn't anything there wasn't like I had no power nothing I could do and uh I yeah in 2017 I I slipped a disc in my in my back in my L5S1 and it was um it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, it was uh, an incredible journey, but I was unable to walk. I was unable to lie down uh, for about three months. I was, yeah, uh, in some state of uh, horrendous pain. So I was going to the GP a lot. And because it was like so low down my back, it was in with, within my pelvis. Yeah. I mentioned to it mentioned to her in passing um because I just thought she knows this is something we've dealt with yeah um, I just mentioned to her in passing that it's just gotten really bad now that there now that there's trauma in in my low back yeah and it was there anything that we could you know we could do and the implement implant wasn't working and that I like I was just desperate desperate to have some sort of alleviation of pain uh, from my pelvis at that point in time it was just never ending yeah. so uh, she sent me to a gynecologist, uh, one of the top gynecologists in Dublin. Um, and I was really happy. I was actually really excited that the gynecologist like would help me. Yeah. But uh, when I got to the gynecologist, when I went hobbled into the office because I was barely able to walk, um, mm-hmm. I went to, yeah, I went into her and I was just, I just remember the feeling, yeah, of disappointment. And I was just so excited that someone would help me. And then there was no, there was still no options for me. She just said that I, you know, I could just get a surgery, a laparoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And remove, like surgically remove the lining and then they'll just, and then, and then, and then what? I was just, I was absolutely like bewildered. that, But I don't, but it will just happen again the next time I cycle. When I build more lining, it's just going to happen again. And she's like, yeah, when it builds up, we'll just have another surgery. And I was like, I know, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't believe that this is, this is it, that this is the specialist telling me that this is the treatment. Um, so she gave me a little check at that time with a, a transvaginal ultrasound just to make sure that uh, there's nothing else at play and uh, unfortunately there there was so not only was I dealing with endometriosis I also had um, a six centimeter chocolate cyst inside one of one of my right ovary so a chocolate cyst sounds delicious but it's actually filled with blood so <laughs> it is uh, really gross and I'm sure people can look it up if they want to I highly recommend against it you're imagining yeah. that yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's not like a, a typical cyst that happens naturally. Yeah. During the cycle, it's not like polycystic uh, ovaries. It is a cyst that is in the ovary. There's no way it's getting out. It is filled with blood because um, it's actually quite a common um, symptom of endometriosis because the blood is there. Because yeah. your body's put it there because your body doesn't or doesn't want to put it in the yeah uh, in the right place so yeah. yeah so that was just heartbreak hotel for me 
Um, I had, yeah, my back was messed up. Um, my uterus was messed up and now my ovaries were messed up. I was like, right, okay, there's something, there's something. I need, there's something like massively wrong here. Yeah. With me and my pelvis. There's just so yeah. much trauma. There's so many things going wrong. And I, yeah, I, it was really big. I was really beginning to wake up. So after that ultrasound, I was sitting at her desk and she was like, okay, well, we've got two options for this. I was like, great, can't wait to hear them. <laughs> the first one is to uh, surgically remove your right ovary. And I was like, right, that's, that's really not ideal. I don't, I really need that right ovary. So yeah. Um, what's the second option and the second option was to be put through a chemically induced menopause for about three three years amazing <laughs> options <laughs> my god really, yeah really great options yeah. so uh I yeah I just remember the moment like my stomach dropped and mm-hmm. I was just done I was just done I was like yeah. they can't that can't be it. Yeah. Can't be my options that if I want to help my endometriosis, I have to get surgery. If I want to resolve a cyst in my ovary, I have to get surgery or be put through menopause. I I was 26. Yeah. I that's uh, hard to that's hear I'd imagine like at that time, like no, I just I I, yeah, I'm lost for words now, yeah, even trying yeah. to recall the thoughts, but I just had no words then either. I was just so done. I was so done. And then with, yeah, so I, I, I asked her, could I have six weeks? And she was like, why? And I was like, I need, I need to, I need to get better. I need to do something. I need to do something. I'll do something. And she was like, right, okay, okay, like have your six weeks, but here's kind of what luck like with that. Like <laughs> absolutely. She was like, right, that's such a weird request. Um, okay, <laughs> sure, have six weeks, but I don't know why I even chose six weeks. I was like, I just need six weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me six weeks. I was like, can I just have six weeks uh to help myself to do something? I'll try something, I'll try anything. Uh, and I'll get better and she's like you can't get better it's an irresolvable cyst it's, it's in there it's not going anywhere like for the menopause it would be the only way like to really kind of stop the production of hormones in hopes that the cyst will um the cyst will shrink a little bit she's, she's like unless you're like doing ma- some madness like nothing's going to work nothing's ever worked so yeah good luck you can have six weeks but you know your cyst might burst so she sent me off with like a protocol of what to tell the people in the emergency room when I presented myself for a ruptured ovary. Yeah. Which was, I remember like telling my mother after I came out of that appointment and she was just like, what <laughs> are you doing? Yeah. You're ovary my burst. And I was like, yeah, but they're going to take it out of me anyway. Yeah. And if I go through a chemically induced menopause, I'm not sure how my hormones are going to react. So like, what if that was the end for me? I was like, I can't be the end. I'm 26 years old. I want to have children. I want to have a family. I can't, I can't let them do that. Yeah. So yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'll take your protocol. I'll tell them exactly what you want when I go to the ER. And she's like, where's your local uh, closest hospital? You are going to be in the most pain that you'll ever be in. And I was like, 
I'm in a lot of pain now, so I'm just going to go with it. So I just went, yeah, I just went home. And I, yeah, I just realized that I needed to change a lot of things. I needed to address a lot of things and that I had six weeks. And if I didn't prove to her and prove to myself and make magic within myself, that it, that was that was the end that I had to succumb to medical intervention that yeah. I didn't need to do. So I had a fire up my ass yeah. and change a lot of things and to do a lot of things. So um yeah, I found I, I was doing a lot of research. Um I found a lot of help by in a book called One Part Plant by Jessica Murnane. I think she's American or Canadian, and she was speaking about um, how animal products are really inflammatory um, in the body. Um, So she just, she had a lot of uh, benefit for her endometriosis symptoms from uh, just incorporating one plant meal in her day. And that was it. Yeah. I was like, cool. That's, that's super easy. Yeah. Uh, I can do one plant meal. That's fine. Um, I can, I've always had, um, I always known that I was a little bit, I was very sensitive to dairy when I was uh, really little. I couldn't eat um, any dairy products, but that built, I built a tolerance over time. And in my adulthood, like I, yeah, I really liked dairy, um, meat and, um, yeah, meat and meat products big part of my diet as well I was really into weightlifting at the time Um, so I yeah I had a I had a really clean diet but uh one that was yeah with dairy and and meat in it so I just just decided to start getting rid of anything that 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 was inflammatory or could be potentially inflammatory the body so um I stopped drinking coffee yeah I stopped drinking alcohol although I wasn't a big drinker anyway um meat dairy sugar all processed things gone okay i had six weeks to do this i was i was doing it properly um and then yeah one one meal a day of 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 just plants then quickly became three meals a day and i was like i'll just go full hog for the six weeks and see see what happens yeah if not i can go back uh i'll have no ovary or yeah. I'll be in pause. But at least but, you tried something. Yeah, you'd feel you've done something. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So <clears throat> I started with all of that. I realized that, yeah, there was probably, well, there absolutely was. There was a lot of trauma just held in my pelvis. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna get into some of the not the spiritual side of things, but that like the metaphysical side of things. Um, I was doing a lot of research of why um endometriosis kind of appears um in in your body and what it's trying to tell you like its significance in a very metaphysical way so there's a there's a theory that the the that the endometrium lining is being placed places as like it is the most mothering thing your body can do is prepare for a child and create this really nutritious yeah um, so there's a lot of theories saying that that there's just so much neglect of yourself um, and your body and your uterus. And there's there's no respect for that part of your life that that the body begins to mother itself. Oh, cool. In a very physical way, it's trying to look after 
after you because you're not looking after yourself. So I read that and I was like, oh no, I haven't <laughs> been looking after myself at all. There's like, there's so much that I've been avoiding, like thinking about and healing from and so much unresolved trauma that was in my eyes held deep in my pelvis that was manifesting as all of this horrific uh, pain all of a sudden all at once has just come to the forefront of my life that's consuming yes. life so I started doing yeah um, a lot of work on myself and I found a, a beautiful just practices of um, uh, awareness of my uterus and my womb space on I think it was like on YouTube, I think I started on. So they would be meditations and they were uh, yoga practices just to bring my mind into my uterus. And I just, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done there. There was like, if you, like, even if you, I think about it back now, like there was just so much anger and neglect on my end towards my period and the pain that yeah. I was feeling because I hated it. Yeah. yeah. I hated her. And I could not understand why God gave me a uterus to be in this pain all this time. Like there was just, there was no respect between me and my womb. Yeah. Yeah. And so much sense. Like everything you're saying, it really does. Like if you neglect yourselves, like I'm not saying like, again, that's the reason why someone has endometriosis, but again, it's like, it's really interesting just like where you focus your attention and start and putting care into yourself and like, bringing your mind and awareness to your your room and your uterus and yeah I suppose I'll let you continue with how that resolved and how that everything kind of the outcome of that yeah so I had my six weeks (laughs) I I I did a hell of a lot of work in those six weeks those six weeks were so uncomfortable for me okay but uh in yeah physically and mentally it was coming off all the delicious things in life and coffee and sugar and everything and so, like in that six weeks did you start to feel better or did it take longer or like when did you start to notice no I started noticing maybe maybe about three three weeks in that okay. I had a bleed and it was uh, I just couldn't believe it I there was hard there was pain yeah but there wasn't there wasn't nearly uh, as much pain as there would have been um it wasn't as debilitating it just felt like what people would describe as like a normal period yeah and I was like no way is this happening no way (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just so excited Um, my body felt better so I was also dealing with a huge um, spinal injury and that was feeling probably the best and Mm -hmm. I probably took a lot of my attention because that it was like in chronic pain all the time but that started feeling so much better I had more movement and more ability my, my energy was better my head started feeling better because of course if you're in that much pain there's a depressive period that that happens naturally in, in the brain yeah. um, so my head started feeling better like I was in a better mood my body felt better and then I had a bleed and it was wonderful absolutely yeah. wonderful so six weeks came along I went to an ultrasound I didn't go back to my gynecologist I had to go to uh, Beaumont and just with a technician and she was uh, was given whatever she needed to look for and 
we were, <laughs> I was getting it for maybe 40 minutes and she could not find anything. So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to have to come back and do it again because, you know, we couldn't see anything. So a week later, I went back for another ultrasound with a different technician and uh, she could not find anything. Oh my God. No cyst anymore. Yeah. There is no inflammation in the uterus anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I remember coming out of that appointment and I was like crying. Yeah. Like absolutely amazed, amazed yeah. that that it had worked and yeah. that I did it. I had done it. Yeah. That, yeah. So I waited for my gynecologist to get in touch with me because I was like, she's going to be so impressed with me. She's going to want to know how I did it and what I did. And she just sent me a text. I, yeah, that shocked me so much. Like I fair, they're busy, but like, <laughs> I just feel like as people who want to care for their clients, like would she not have been curious? Like, how did you get better? And how did you relieve the pain and the get like your sister's suddenly gone and you're like (laughs) yeah yeah so she she just sent me a text and she said hi Aoife your cyst seems to have resolved itself and I was like how dare you yeah (laughs) seems it has resolved and it it has not done it by magic I've done it do you not want to know how I did it so you can share it with your other patients who have the same problem but she didn't and she never got in touch with me again and then I was done with doctors in general and I was like you don't have the best interest my best interest uh in your in your practice so I yeah I was like I was just really done with it um so I was terrified that things would alleviate you know um that the symptoms would come back if I if I got a little bit uh you know better with my you know if I introduce things back into my diet yeah. so I played around a little bit and I really just started doing it intuitively of the pain that I felt during my cycle and uh, as I was bleeding I took my I took the implant on out of my arm and uh yeah it was like right if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna deal with this I'm gonna deal with it fully now yeah. rather than in a couple of years if I want to have children and I come off birth control and that it unleashes the floodgates yeah yeah, I was like I have the time I have the energy I've done a lot of work we'll do it all now yeah so I used it really intuitively uh of how my body responded to certain things and it's now little by little the bleeds got better the pain during the cycle got better and I've come to, to my understanding that that I can't or I won't now from other reasons as well. Um, that there, yeah, that I have transitioned to full veganism. Yeah. Um, that I still supplement my my body with selenium, which I don't even think I've mentioned in this bit what we did when we were talking. Yeah. Uh, together, the selenium um, is a fantastic mineral, um, and you can find it in dirt. Right. So yeah. we should eat dirty vegetables straight out of the ground and not really give them, you know, a good wash, a clean wash, like a supermarket wash. Um, so it's a really natural thing that our body should be eating, but we don't eat dirt anymore and we don't encourage people to eat dirt anymore. Yeah. So I started supplementing my body with that and I still do. 
I eat dirty vegetables as much as I can. Um, and that was something that I actually came across during my research um, because there's not that much research done on women with endometriosis, but I'm, I was a, a great one for navigating papers and scientific papers online. Uh, so I found every paper that I could that was um, about bovine endometriosis because there's, there is so much research done on cattle with endometriosis because cattle with endometriosis is going to lose a man money. Yeah. So uh, I took, I was like, if it's good enough for the cows, it is enough for me. I will take selenium. Um, and that really, really, really helped me and it still does. So I'm full vegan now. I really limit my um, consumption of full of uh, of when it's too much, um, and I um, I have the awareness of my body now to to do that. Okay. Um, I just you uh, cut out there for a second. You you said uh, you're full of veganism and you really limit um, uh, something. I don't know what you said. Sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, full vegan. Yeah. Um, I still I I take coffee into my diet now, so caffeine's back in my diet. Okay. Um, but very 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 limited and very aware of how my body responds um especially a couple of days after as well if it's not working for me if it's feeling a little bit uh uh yeah delicate then yeah. the coffee goes for a little while yeah. um, sugar is really limited processed yeah. foods uh limited as well um of course i'm human yeah <laughs> i still love a big tub of ben and jerry's vegan ice cream that's the worst thing I've ever done for me now that I can eat an entire tub of ice cream again <laughs> that's fine I'm not too yeah. strict about it but um yeah it's a way that I that I live my life now and I don't have any endometriosis pain so what 2017 we're like four years after yeah um I consider myself that I had endometriosis I think it really kind of fully resolved itself about a year after I made the switch yeah. um, of my awareness, uh, my energetic awareness and yeah. my, my food awareness as well. And I have, uh, it's it's come to now that I, I really look forward to my period. Um, I think it's such a, a magical uh, and potent time for a, a woman. And I think a lot of power um, is held within the blood and a lot of wisdom um and it's it's to be respected with reverence and it's not something that i hate it's not something i get angry about anymore and um that's been a huge shift and i think yeah a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of healing had to happen for that for that to happen to look forward to a bleed but um yeah i know like I think with everything that you've gone through, like you honor your cycle a lot more now and like appreciate, like obviously that it's, it's, it's better for you as well now, but you realize what value there is and having that monthly bleed that is, it was more normal now and doesn't cause you that severe pain, but also like that it's a sign that your body is, is acting well for you and your body is healthy and doing what it should be doing I suppose so it's a real it's a sign of health really it's a, one of the fifth yeah. signs so you're it's yeah. great to be able to honor that and like I think my guest last week as well Lisa McFarland she was talking about like years ago it was a sacred time it was a time where you would spend you'd honor that 
week of the month and really just take your time off and just be chill it out like whatever you did this is like hundreds of years ago but like yeah now we look at the period as such a nuisance it's just like oh god my monthly I hate it like but mm-hmm. I'm really trying to get people to really like look at it in a different way that it's such a uh, it's great to be able to get one because it's it's it shows your body's functioning while you're releasing an egg from your ovary and everything's working optimally and um I know I understand why you would hate one if you were going through severe pain so like I can yeah. totally get that but it's great that you can now look back and like honor it and have respect for it as a, as a result of going through all of that yeah it feels like I, I live 100 years ago because I like tell people I'm going to the red tent and <laughs> that's what you called it actually yeah I'll be, I'll be out in a couple of days a couple of days so leave me alone um so I can work through this this letting go as like as a as a process of the body I think it's just so it's beautiful that we're reminded every month that we have to let go yeah that yeah. cycle it worked fantastic we didn't get impreg- impregnated as that was the goal right so yeah it's just it's it's an opportunity to take a couple of days every month to process the month yeah let go of the month um yeah and I hold it with ritual and respect and reverence and uh in yeah it's just such a beautiful time and I I clear my schedule and I don't make plans for that time and it is just for me like I do enter a red tent like that's Um, cycle syncing at its best like planning out your month like that I love it (laughs) yeah yeah it's what we all should be doing yeah and we shouldn't be covering it up and pretending that we're not bleeding because we are and how amazing it is that we are and what a, a, a beautiful period period for us just <laughs> to have that opportunity to let go like it's a whole like it's it's like the whole cycle of a season of the seasons in one one month 100 agree yeah yeah uh, yeah and it, it's a time for digestion and, and processing and assimilation and integration and that's that's so beautifully put like I love everything that you're saying there because I really do try to like get people to think about the the seasons within their their month and like how their period is their winter so hibernate like and like just succumb to that and like reflect uh, on the month and everything that's going on in your life and yeah it's a really good time to just chill out a bit and not put so much pressure on yourself and um you know because we're in a world where you know we have to be on all of the time all of the time so um and as women we just we are our hormones make a huge impact on how we feel at each stage of the month and we're not built like men we have different hormones that fluctuate up and down so um we have to get in tune with that and listen to that and when we do it actually makes our whole lives a lot more easy it really really does yeah yeah I can I can attest to this yeah. knowing where you're going to be and where your energy is going to be uh it's like um it's like going on to like a secret level in like mario <laughs> right but if you start scheduling or organizing your your month around your cycle it's just it flows it's effortless it is easy yeah yeah and yeah the ramping up like towards ovulation when that estrogen starts kicking in you're like i'm gonna take on the world and then you do you take on the world for those five six days and then you're like okay that was nice let's slow it down 
And yeah. I, I find the cycles where I don't slow down. I'm like, I can still take on the world. I can keep going. I can keep going. Then that bleed is really difficult. A hundred percent. And I always say that, like to mind yourself, say after ovulation, like you might still think you've got loads of energy and stuff and you can push yourself, but then you need to start gradually winding yourself down and then you'll have a lot easier transition to your period and your PMS yeah. will be as severe as a result. Um, but I hundred percent agree with that. Like coming up to like the days before ovulation, I feel like I can take on the world, my business. I'm like, all these ideas. I'm like, I'm such a boss bitch. You know, I got this. Yeah. the other side I'm like shit what am I doing why did I start a business (laughs) but I just need to chill it back and I take it back and rest and do other work on it like reflect introspect and things like that so like it's not like that other side of the month is a waste of time or anything you can still do so so much and um just go inward a bit which is a really important thing to do which a lot of us don't do nowadays because there's so many distractions and things to do and to-do lists and that but yeah um yeah just get in touch with your cycle it's a massive feeling of uh, empowerment and you can like you took the power you got control of your cycle and you like did so much for your health like it's an incredible story and you know and like there is a lot of research out there on vegan diets and especially dairy and perhaps being um associated with aggravated endometriosis pain and that so um again working with someone in that area might be a good idea but uh yeah there's there is things that you can do with your diet and lifestyle and your mindset as well like what you did like it's really really incredible and it's it's i think it's a great story for people who suffer with the likes of endo or even just pcos and feel deflated by just you know going to gps and their only options are you know IVF or um the pill or in your case early menopause you know like which is a horrible thing to hear 26 like insane so I think it's hope just should give people a bit of hope that you know you can do some things yourself too like don't I'm not saying not listen to doctors they are such a place and so valuable I really am and saying that at all but just sometimes you know your body as well and like to maybe listen to your own body and um see like just I don't know what you said looks what yeah. you did there looks like wanted to take a bit of control for yourself and then you were going to consider the gp's advice if you had to but you didn't great <laughs> yeah yeah reclaim the power yeah, yeah. your yeah. womb has your womb has a lot to tell you Pe- period power yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I'm so happy that you got to share your story. I think it's an amazing story. You need to get it out there more. And um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and helping. I hope you've helped people like who maybe do suffer with this. And there is hope and there is things that you can do. Um, but yeah, like I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Aoife. Have you any final words to say or anything? Um. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope that that yeah, that uh it's it can show people that they have a lot more power um than they might think. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I think we'll leave it there with those lovely words and um yeah, we'll be back next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>